0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode number one. Before we get into today's show, I want to stop and say thank you to my entire launch team who helped me put this all together and continues to encourage me and inspire me to live out my uncommon faith. A special thanks to Jody Livingston over at the Longer Hall and Youth Ministry Podcast for lending me his expertise in the world of podcasting. To Richard Rosas, who designed the look and feel of the podcast, Aaron Kellum and Caleb Kaltenbotch, who are my dear friends and have used their platforms to promote the podcast. And last but not least, my beautiful bride, who has seriously, guys, put up with all my crazy ideas and has never stopped encouraging me to pursue God's purpose in my life. Erica, I love you more than you'll ever know. Alright, this podcast is already too long, so let's jump in. I'm really excited for today's episode as we're kicking off our first conversation series called Uncommon. You guys see what I did there? You like how that? I, I added the show title into the show name? Okay, you, you'll get it. This series is all about pursuing an uncommon faith through an uncommon Savior while living in a common world. Today, I want to give you an overview of the series. So, here we go. This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. In the teaser episode, I told you the story about transferring to a new school and the conversation I had with my principal that honestly continues to inspire me today. If you haven't had the chance to listen to that episode, let me tell you, I would definitely go listen to it. It's the heart and the soul behind this show. But in that conversation, he said to me, Michael, doing the uncommon thing will often ask you to do the hard thing. And I remember thinking, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do the easy thing. I'm a junior in high school, about to be a senior. No, let's make my life a lot easy. Why can't I just do the easy thing? Isn't that what we all want? An easy life? Like, no one wakes up every day and says, all right, God, do your worst. Bring it on. And if that's you listening today, I apologize for what I'm about to say. You are crazy, that's it, you know it, I know it, we all know it, but hey, that's your life. If I'm being honest, hard things scare me on the inside. Man, they scare me to the core, why? Because hard things reveal things. Let me say that again, hard things reveal things. You see, when I transferred to a new school, I had to do some hard things. I had to have some hard conversations about myself. I had to learn some hard truths and confront some really difficult and hard relationships with other people. And in the midst of dealing with hard things, I ended up learning a lot about myself, things that I liked a lot, like, oh, that's cool, and things that I really didn't like a lot, like, oh, gosh, I hope that doesn't come out again. It's like reading a book about yourself that you've read like a million times only to learn something new each time. So yeah, it can be scary and daunting for sure. But I want to make something perfectly clear for you. Hard things might be scary, but oftentimes they are very necessary. Hard things might be scary, but oftentimes they are necessary. You see, when you do the hard thing, the uncommon thing, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to work out all the messy choices, all the messy emotions, all the messy relationships, just literally, guys, all the mess. Will it be hard? Will there be days that you just wanna quit? Will there be days that you try to avoid the hard thing as long as possible? Let me just say, absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've done that very thing. Avoided a hard moment. A hard conversation, a hard reality about myself, all for the sake of not having to deal with what it would mean. But what I can do today is I can just tell you what I've learned and continually have tried, even in failure, to live by. And that's this thought. The uncommon Christian doesn't avoid hard things. They embrace them with honesty, vulnerability, and humility. Let me say that again. The uncommon Christian doesn't avoid hard things. They embrace them with honesty, vulnerability, and humility. Let me just tell you, that's the difference between common faith and uncommon faith. One avoids, the other embraces. One runs from, and the other runs towards. This reminds me of a scene in the book of Matthew, chapter eight, for those that might have a Bible near, where Jesus decides at one point to go to the other side of the lake that they were at. Now, what's interesting is that at this point, there had been this great crowd following Jesus. And I bet if you asked any one of them, I bet if you ask any one of them, they would tell you that they were followers of Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Jesus. I follow Jesus. Jesus is my home dog. We cool, Right? They were all about this uncommon faith, but Jesus wanted to separate the common faith followers from the uncommon faith followers. So Matthew lets us peek into two very real conversations that shows the difference. The first conversation is this teacher of the law, which typically we've seen in the scriptures in opposition to Jesus. So this teacher comes up and says, Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere you want to go, right? He wants to follow Jesus no matter what, and he'll follow him wherever. So Jesus says, okay, but just so you know, this is Michael paraphrase, just so you know, we are gonna be homeless and it's gonna be hard. And I can just imagine him in that moment being like, um, okay, not sure I wanna do that. I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of hang back here, Jesus, and uh, I'll see you around, right? Well, then this other dude, which Matthew writes as a disciple, and it's not one of the 12, but he comes up to jesus and he says that he will follow him so he says jesus i want to follow you but first let me go bury my father that's an interesting statement to make now most bible experts assume here that the father wasn't in fact dead because if he were well then the disciple would probably be there and not with jesus so what this person is essentially saying is he wants to follow jesus he wants to give his life to the cause of mission But first, he wants to take care of his family obligations. Now, if you were a first century reader of this story, you would totally get it immediately. Family obligations were super important to them. If a member of the family died, you literally dropped everything to go take care of your obligations. But the father hadn't died yet, or at least we assume. So this guy wanted to follow Jesus, but he wanted to follow when it was convenient and easy for him but jesus tells him in a very stark and a, as a matter of fact way listen follow me and let the dead bury their own dead wow that's it wow i'm pretty sure if that was me i would go in the back of the line and be like yep uh you're right jesus uh thanks for the advice i'm gonna go ahead and uh, not bother you again thank you you see it's easy to follow jesus when it's convenient, right? put Jesus on a calendar, pencil some time with him when you want, only pray when you need things, quote the Bible when it serves your will. Now, if you're listening right now and thinking, yeah, I'm guilty of that. I want you to know you're not alone. I've been there right with you. And there's a good chance that we'll both be there again. That's why it's important to understand what's happening in this story. Do you get what Jesus is saying here to these two and really the whole crowd. He's saying following him will require hard things, uncommon things. And when you follow him and when you give your life to this mission and this cause, it's going to reveal things that need to change in in you, like priorities and choices and lifestyles and relationships. It's also going to push us to follow him into places of honesty, vulnerability, and humility. And it's going to ask us to love messy people, extend extraordinary grace, and speak absolute truth. So over the course of the next three episodes, we're going to focus on those three essential behaviors of the uncommon faith. Now in episode two, we're going to talk about how our uncommon faith calls us to love God and love people. Now, you might be thinking, you already know this already. You're like, you're not saying anything I don't know, Michael. And you very well may. But this kind of love goes beyond simple love. This kind of love calls us to love people, messy people, people who We would soon love to forget people who have intentionally hurt us or betrayed us or done damage to us. I'm sure that as I'm saying this right now, you're probably thinking through that one person or those several people in your life that have really caused a lot of hurt, pain in your life. And you're like, yeah, I don't really know about loving them, Michael. But you see, an uncommon faith will call us to an uncommon love. And that kind of love doesn't come easily. It takes time and effort and a willingness to say, it's not about me. This is not about me. That requires humility. It's the kind of love that assumes the best about a person. And when they prove you wrong, you love them anyways. Oh man, let me say that again because even that convicted me. This kind of love pushes you to assume the best about a person. And even when they prove you wrong, you love them anyways. So I can't wait for episode, for episode two. Now in episode three, we're going to talk about extending extraordinary grace. You see, I believe something happens to the human heart. And when I say heart, I'm, I'm, I'm actually talking about the soul. But something happens to the human heart when it experiences unmerited grace. Now, unmerited grace is grace we don't deserve. When someone gives us mercy when we didn't deserve it. I mean, we can think of many examples of when somebody extended grace to us and we probably didn't deserve it. Or we can think of our own salvation experience when God loved us, even though we didn't love him first, when God found us in our sin and in our shame and our guilt and said, I love you and so I'm going to send my son and I'm going to die for you. It does something to the human heart. It changes the way you live and you love. And so we're going to talk about that. And here's the thing, Jesus knew that truth better than anyone else. So he literally went out of his way to find moments to extend the kind of grace that doesn't make sense in this common world. So I can't wait for that in episode three. And then in the last episode of this series, episode four, we will close out the series talking about truth. Now, it can be easy to assume that Jesus faced no opposition from the non-religious because the religious provided enough opposition. As you heard earlier, man, the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, they were constantly, constantly trying to to trick Jesus, trying to get Jesus to say something that was against the law or violated his own sayings, his own teachings so that they could disprove him, so that they could entrap him and eventually arrest and murder him. Oh wait, they ended up doing that anyways. But you get my point, right? He he faced enough opposition from the religious teachers. So it can be easy to assume, it can be easy to assume that he didn't really face it from non-religious people. But we actually see, that even those who were non-religious wouldn't accept the idea of Jesus, even after all he said and did. It's like going to the doctor and them giving you medicine for your cough, and it heals you, but yet you don't believe it healed you, and you keep asking for a different kind of medicine, even though you've been healed. It's crazy to think that the first century believers and people were able to see the miracles of jesus and yet they didn't believe and today you know jesus is not like physically and literally right in front of us and yet it's still difficult for people to believe so we live in a world where truth is relative and it's dependent upon one's perspective You see, following Jesus will require us to take our absolute truth into a subjective truth world and be ready to speak it. Well, as I close out today's episode, I want you to know that being an uncommon Christian is hard. Following Jesus is hard. And we knew that when we said yes to this life. There are going to be some good days for sure. I don't want you to think like, oh, it's all bad, it's all bad. No, no, no. There's gonna be some really great days and you're gonna do some really great things for the kingdom of God. But there are also gonna be some hard days. And when those days show up, don't run, don't avoid, don't hide. Embrace them and see how God works in the midst of those days. Remember, when those days come, to, to embrace them with honesty, vulnerability, and humility. And let me just tell you the truth right now. So you can go ahead and write this down and highlight it and put it on your refrigerator or your, or your treadmill or whatever you're doing at this moment. You won't be perfect, okay? You won't be perfect. I'm not perfect. I've probably recorded this episode like eight times already. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. We're going to fail. But listen, you'll be on your way if you trust this uncommon Savior through your uncommon faith. And honestly, guys, that's all we can ask for. So I want to say thank you for listening today. And if this was helpful to you, would you do me a favor, a big favor actually, and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you could provide a positive rate and review on the Apple Podcast, which will help this show reach more and more people. And that's our whole point. Don't care about anything else. Don't care about, you know, popular or anything like that. All we want to do is just reach people. We want to help every Christian be encouraged and inspired to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.